if you are reading a book and love it and it's in your genre, then of course it would make a lot of sense for you to look at the acknowledgement sections and see who represents them. Because if you love that book, again, that's a connecting factor. It might be able to be used as a comp if it's something that's similar to what you're writing. It already shows that you have the similar taste to what the agent is representing. There's a lot of great boxes that are going to be checked off. Hey everyone, welcome back to Lit Match, a podcast made to help writers find the best literary agent and business partner for their writing career. I'm Abigail Perry, a book coach and certified developmental editor, and recently enrolled to become a certified book coach who wants to ease the submission process for writers interested in traditional publishing. I want to give them the best shot at hooking an agent and enjoying every part of the writing and publishing process. And today's episode, I really hope helps you do that. Right now, I'm in the middle of booking more agents and editors for the show. So I thought it would be a fun experiment to take you through how I research literary agents. In a recent episode with author T. Moore, she talked about all these great ways of how to design an organized spreadsheet for your research process. And in this episode, I'm going to share a simple, not fancy at all, just basic bare bones spreadsheet that I use to organize who I want to have on the show. It's by no means right now the perfect spreadsheet. It's just the basic things that I look for when I'm looking at an agent, editor, or author and considering if I think that they would be a good fit for the show. The, the whole general idea of this is making sure that you document the basics on paper so you don't have to overthink this. It's really a process of whatever works for you and you don't have to necessarily use only these things or all of these categories. But I do recommend having some sort of spreadsheet to help you organize content because you do want to have a healthy list of literary agents and considering who you want to query. After I walk you through the spreadsheet categories that I use, I'm then going to show you three strategic ways that I research literary agents. If you talk to other writers, and I definitely encourage that you do talk to other writers, I'm sure they'll share their favorite way of researching literary agents. And the more conversations you have, the more ways that you're going to learn. But these are the three ways that I have found the most helpful and manageable and interesting for me personally. So I want to share them with you. Okay, so let's go ahead and look at that spreadsheet. Number one is guest name. And I also think that it's great to put the pronouns of the guest name. The next thing that I'm thinking about is title. And by this, I mean really job title. And this is more for me versus researching a literary agents. I don't think that you need this in the spreadsheet, but I'm walking you through my process today. The other thing I think about is the agency. And this is something that I think is really important for writers to consider when they're doing the research process. It's great to interview a literary agent, but you should also research the agency Sometimes writers actually like to research in reverse and they'll go to the agency first and then they'll do the literary agents to see their manuscript wish list. I've talked to a writer before who was debating who she wanted to go with and she had a really great question because she asked this agent if the agents left because agents do change agencies sometimes. Would she follow the agent or would she stay with the agency? And the agent said that they would stay with the agency. And that was important to this writer. So that was an important thing to know ahead of time, because if 
you only knew that later, you might be disappointed. The next thing that I think about, remember, this is my show list versus necessarily the research agent spreadsheet, but I like to know how I found them. Just helps me kind of track it. We're going to get into what those strategies are in a little bit. I want to know titles represented. What are some more contemporary titles, more recent titles, like last three to five years within that range, especially if they'd work as comps for your book. Also, it's just a good way to get a feel for the kind of stories they like. Of course, then we have to have the category of the manuscript wishlist or MSWL. If you do hashtag MSWL on Twitter, we'll talk about that in a little bit. That's a really important thing for you to know. If you're not writing a genre on their MSWL, you shouldn't be querying them. I also like to have the category, and this is a really important one that I would really encourage you not to overlook. It's just a quick journal of why I like them or why you like them, right? And I've actually started with an asterisk here because that why is crucial to that idea of why they'd be a good fit. I'm looking for reputable agents. Maybe I'm missing a certain genre on my podcast more. I want to get more of something. Maybe an agent has really done something that I've been impressed with that I wanted to learn more about, like Tanya McKinnon. I read an article in Publishers Weekly about her and just was blown away with some of the quotes that she had said in that interview. And I reached out to her because I just knew she was going to be a brilliant interview. Why is important? That why is going to be rooted in your reason for believing that they're the best business partner for your writing and publishing career. So really think about that. And you can learn a lot about them on podcast episodes like this or interviews like this. That could be a reason why you would want to query them. A huge part that could play a role in the hook factor, the connector piece in that first paragraph in a query letter, have a little special connecting factor, or as a PS, you could have a connecting factor. It shows your research. And it just personalizes you a bit more. I have a category that says emailed. So quick checkbox. Have I emailed them? Have I not emailed them? I have a, a box called recording date and publishing date. For you, you could just instead a category that says maybe something like manuscript status. So like, do they have a full? Have they asked for more pages? You kind of track it that way. And then the last category I have is a thank you card. That's from the basic bare bones of a spreadsheet. Again, like this is something that is not perfect in any way. I am probably going to work on this a lot as I move forward. But I thought, hey, let's start getting a little bit more organized and structured. Today, I'm going to show you three examples. You know, we're not going to go super intense in finding a whole list of people that I'm going to reach out to. But three examples, how I'd work through this. Let's move into the three strategic ways that you can research literary agents. The first one I'd like to talk about is Publishers Marketplace. Publishers Marketplace is this great resource where you can find out top pages for literary agents. There's book news, so you can see where some books are being talked about and find some quick articles about that. They have highlighted a today's deal. When literary agents sell to an editor, you can see up here deals. In the top left-hand corner, literary agents will send their deals. They'll report a deal when they make them. And that's a way of how we can start to, in the news, understand what's selling, what's not selling, get excited for books that have sold, things like that. Okay. You can go and look at some buzz books, what's being talked about, free downloads I'm seeing at Publishers Lunch, things like that. You don't need to go crazy with this. It is a paid membership. If you want to do things like look at specifically what the deals are, you can join Publishers Marketplace here. So register today. 
You can see deals and the deal makers who matters today, who represents what, book tracker, contacts, the automatic membership. And then it says about learn more. So you can go into that. If you type in publishersmarketplace.com, you will pop up to lunch deluxe deals, books, the news on the right hand side, it has the today's deal marketplace news. So it's good to stay up to the market because remember once you publish a book, you do have to learn how to market your book as well, even if you go traditional publishing. Now look at this on the right-hand side, you're going to see this week's most visited pages. This is where I turn your attention. You'll see writers and independents, top 10 names that come up. Agents, today, Daniel Lazar from Writer's House LLC is the top agent. Maybe I want to go look at him. So I'll click on Daniel Lazar. Not all literary agents are on Publishers Marketplace. Right. And that doesn't mean that they're not an amazing literary agent if they're not up on Publishers Marketplace, but a good majority are. I want to show you some things that can help you with the research process to help identify that why and fill in that spreadsheet a bit. Looking at this, like genres and specialties, literary and commercial fiction, women's fiction, historical fiction, thrillers, mystery, gay and lesbian, young adult, middle grade, graphic novels or memoirs. There's a couple more down in there. Most recent sales, forthcoming. And this is something that I'd like you to pay attention to. Because the most recent sales speaks to the contemporary book titles that if you have a comp that is similar to a book that you would want that you're writing and you think would be a good fit for representation, you would want to use a comp that was successful, good sales, represented by this agent in a query to them is going to catch their attention. Right away, I see the Whisper Network. I believe that was a Reese Witherspoon pick as well. This one is one of the more recent sales. Say that you're writing a story that's like the Whispers Network or has some story elements that are a good fit as a comp. You'd probably want to use that in comparison in a query letter if Daniel was a good literary agent for you. Okay. Sub agents and rights contracts. They have this information. There's also submission requirements. If the submission requirements are not in Publishers Marketplace and you are interested in querying them, remember that you should really be looking at the agency as well. So you're going to head over to the agency page and research their submission guidelines. It's very important that you follow the submission guidelines because you want to stand out in the query inbox. And if you go against the submission guidelines, immediately that speaks to lack of attention to detail. It's easier to get lost in the slush if you don't pay attention to the submission guidelines. Let's go check out the agencies. Who's at Writer's House? I'm going to go to over here, agents and submissions. There's always going to be an agent page or an about page on the agency. Then you can go see where they are. Now look, you'll see down here, it's actually Dan Lazar. Sometimes on the agency site, you'll learn a lot more about the manuscript list for the agent or other crucial information that you might want to know about the agent will be more on the website than a publisher's marketplace. And sometimes it's more publisher's marketplace and less on the agency website. A tip there. You'll see that Dan is a senior agent. So he's listed under the senior agents and it looks like there's an email here. And that's actually something that's not on my spreadsheet that I need to go put on there. I'm going to highlight the email here and I'm actually going to go back to my spreadsheet and a category that I did not have that I need to have, which actually should probably be the second thing, <laughs> is their email, right? Contact. If it was your spreadsheet, you'd probably need to have a full area about submission guidelines and what that would be. That's why I refer back to more for more information on that. This is my spreadsheet. It's a little bit different, but I still need that email and contact. The other thing that I think I'd want to do is social accounts. That's going to be an important way to follow them and do more research. Going back to Dan's page on Publishers Marketplace, I did see that there also was a Twitter link on the top count. It looks like he's at Dan 
That's our agent. And hey, I'm not following you, but I recognize that face and I want to do some more research. I am going to go ahead and hit that follow button and go back to my spreadsheet and put that in there. Okay. And since that was the one listed on Publishers Marketplace, it probably was his main resource, but we're going to talk about Twitter and why it's important for agents in a second anyway. But of course, feel free to expand and explore outside of Twitter. Okay. We saw that the Whisper Network was one of the titles represented. Now, if we go back to Dan's page, you're going to see that there's a lot more. Dan has covers from books that he's represented here. Sometimes, like I know John Kuzik, who's an agent that I've interviewed, he has a great publisher's marketplace. So if I go back and I'm doing like a cold search and I want to learn more from a literary agent, I would go to the search engine in the top right and then I'd type in John Kuzik. And look, there he is. He's Folio Literary Management, Folio Junior. You'll see again, like he has a description of what he's looking for. He has all of his places that you can contact him and find out more. He has his genres and specialties. He has a leading client page where you can start to look at the authors. Maybe an author is going to catch your attention. He has best known projects. So you can kind of look at that. He's links to all of them. And he has most recent sales. So just like Dan had most recent sales, he has most recent rights, other leading rights, offerings, sub rights, contact submission requirements. And again, like a lot more titles down here that you can kind of look at. The trick here is that he had that whole section of leading clients. So that can show you where authors are along with the sales. Different agents might have different information on the publisher's marketplace. Regardless, if you look up an agent on publisher's marketplace, you're going to find some crucial information that probably can help narrow down your research and help you make a decision if at least the agent is representing titles that you enjoy and that you would like to learn more from. Which brings me to the second way that you can research literary agents and one of my favorite ways, which is the acknowledgement section in a book. This is my absolute favorite way. If you are reading a book and love it and it's in your genre, then of course it would make a lot of sense for you to look at the acknowledgement sections and see who represents them. If you love that book, again, that's a connecting factor. It might be able to be used as a comp if it's something that's similar to what you're writing. It already shows that you have the similar taste to what the agent is representing. There's a lot of great boxes that are going to be checked off. So let's look at some. This is a book that has been on my desk far, far too long. It is Anxious People. And yes, this is a mega selling mega popular author. But do you know who the agent is? Let's go to the acknowledgement section. And you know, of course, agents do change. Maybe a client has switched agents or maybe the agent has had to let the author go. But for this specific book, so you talk about a specific book when you query someone, if you were going to use it as a comm, I am flipping to Authors Thanks. And on video, I am holding this up for the podcast listeners. I am holding up the book. Again, it's called Anxious People is the title. There are several names in here, but one of them is most of all, of course, my agent, Tor Jonathan. If I loved this book and I thought, hey, there's a lot of great elements in this book that could work as a comp, maybe I'll go check out Tor Jonathan and put them and see if that's going to check off the wants and whys. Let's look at another one. One of my favorite authors, Kristen Hanna. Now, this is The Nightingale. The Four Winds is her more recent one, which I'm also obsessed with. So I'm going to look at Kristen Hanna. You have not read Kristen Hanna and you love historical fiction. It needs to be your next read immediately. The Four Winds or Nightingale. They're just mind-blowingly amazing. 
And I'm heading out to the acknowledgements page. I'm opening up to that. You can hear my pages flipping, I'm sure, on the podcast audio. And she says, thanks to for Enderlin, my amazing editor. I'd love to talk to you, Jennifer. If you'd ever want to do a podcast episode with me, maybe I'll reach out to Jennifer because I think it's equally important and interesting to learn from editors and see how they work with their process. And then her last one, she says, thanks first and foremost to my longtime agent, Andrea Chinguiro. And I am not awesome at pronouncing names. It is one of the things that I really struggle with. But if I'm uncertain about a name, I'll go look it up on pronouncenames.com. I'll do my best to pronounce it correctly. But if I don't know how to pronounce it and I do get to talk to someone one-on-one, there's no harm in asking. If you don't know how to pronounce a name, just ask. If you're not sure about something, just ask. It's okay to ask questions. Okay. My last one that I'm going to look at is The Kindness Lie. Love Nancy Johnson. She is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful human being. Her debut, The Kindest Lie, is a fantastic book that I would recommend to everyone. There is available in paperback now. I'm, here, I'm sure you can hear the flipping of my pages as I move to the acknowledgement section. And let's go find out who her agent is. She talks about her incomparable editor, Liz Stein of William Morrow. And actually, her first person that she acknowledged is first, thank you to my brilliant agent, Danielle Bukowski of Sterling Lord Literistic. And I have now, I'm going to put these aside on my desk and do a little bit more research on all three of those agents. But I think that they would be amazing to interview on Lit Match because I love all of these books. I would put a very high wager, there's going to be an acknowledgement as a special thank you to the agent because they work so hard on helping your book come into the world. Plus, you get to read great stories and find where the great stories come from. There's so much more into the publishing career than just the story itself. Although, of course, the story itself is the core and foundation of what publishing is all about. Okay. Now, let's talk about the third strategic way that you can research literary agents. This one comes with multiple ways to approach this, but ultimately these are probably also the most popular ways that you, if you talk to writers that you may have heard of, and there are three main research websites that writers can use to research literary agents, querytracker.net, mswishlist.com, and manuscriptwishlist.com. We are going to take a look at what those are. And of course, like there's going to be, I've heard different people have different favorites in their different ways. I think that in all of this, you want to be starting to pay attention to how they're active on their platform because you're just going to go deeper and kind of understand and get a feel for who they are and what they represent and what they might be interested in. The first one is querytracker.net. Let's go back to... If you're looking at this visually, you can see this right now, query tracker, Q-U-E-R-Y-T-R-A-C-K-E-R dot net, N-E-T. There's agents, queries, publishers, premium social and help in the top left-hand corner. So you can, you know, make your account and research that way. I want to spend more time looking at the other two, mswishlist.com and manuscriptwishlist.com. MSWishlist.com is really interesting because it is following the hashtag MSWL on Twitter. And most literary agents are on Twitter. So you can get a pretty good feel for a literary agent by their platform on Twitter and what they're tweeting about. And, you know, they usually they'll share book deals and news and publishing 
when books are published, they'll talk about those. They might talk about publishing insights or just comment on that. But a lot of business platforms are built for literary agents on Twitter. And you can see what they're interested in, what they're looking for, all that jazz. Emmasocialist.com is highlighting that hashtag. And you'll see when you go to the site that it has flagged, so it's pulled tweets essentially that have the hashtag MSWL. The first one that comes up is from Alex Slater. It's a tweet that uses hashtag MSWL and talks about a certain feel to a book cover and, you know, calling to people who would want that kind of feel to it. It's for the book Friday, I'm in Love by Cameron Garrett, which is a beautiful cover. You can kind of look at that. Is that something that you'd be attracted to? And then you probably go do more research on what that book is and if it'd be a good comp. And then maybe you do more research on Alex and see if Alex would be a good agent. I scroll a little bit down and look, it's PS Literary Agency, one of my favorites. And it's a quote and it says, in the middle of grade space, I love grounded fantasy, magical realism, or any stories with light touches of magic. And then it's at at one of their agents with hashtag MSWL. I'm going to scroll a little bit more down. Here's one from Liz Kostnar says, everything is too much, but I've watched Fire Island twice already this week. And I'm looking for more stories that make me feel feelings like this. And book lovers, one you cannot put down, smart and fun, immensely huggable, hashtag MSWL. So you can kind of get a feel for what these are. And then you can go look at those agents on Twitter and their platforms and see, do you like what they're tweeting? Do you like what they're representing? Do you like how overall they have a persona? That is suggesting a, a good fit for your business partnership. Then the last website that we want to look at is Manuscript Wishlist. So this is manuscriptwishlist.com. The other one was mswishlist.com. And here you have an about page and it explains how to get started, which is really great because it walks you through something that already might seem intimidating and it simplifies it for you. You have find agents plus editors. So it has a search guide, genre, favorites. You can narrow down your search by what you're looking for specifically. There's a join button. You make a profile, resources and events for agents and editors. So tons of research here. There's a blog going on. There's contact. I really like manuscript wishlist. I think that's pretty organized. And just to kind of give you an idea of what their process is, let's look at it. I'm on the about page, how to search hashtag MSWL. So similarly, it's looking for the hashtag MSWL, okay? And what it says, it says method one, Twitter advanced search. So again, we're looking back on Twitter and we're thinking, how do we start to kind of, there's so many literary agents out there, right? How do we start to find the best literary agent for us? And it's all about narrowing it down. It's all about simplifying the giant list into a list that is specialized for your taste, for your vision as a career author, okay? Starting with the Twitter advanced search, you can head over to Twitter's advanced page, type in hashtag MSWL and these hashtags, then type keywords in the top you can try. So basically it's saying, go to Twitter, do the hashtag MSWL, and then do keywords like titles of books, TV shows, and movies similar to your work. So those would be comps, right? I'll do maybe a future episode on what makes a great comp for another query quick tips episode. You can do your genre, both written out and abbreviated. So like young adult versus YA. You can do tropes like friends to lovers. So all these would be hashtags as well, right? Like hashtag friends to lovers, hashtag YA. That can help you find in your search. Names of historical figures, especially for historical fiction. And that's what you can put into an advanced search on the manuscriptlistlist.com, but you can also do that as something based on the hashtags that you can plug on Twitter itself. Method two is search manuscriptlistlist.com. You can head over to your genre search. It's actually linked in this about section page two. 
And using the example, like Stranger Things, you'd want to check all the boxes. So basically it gives you a genre name search and you can check off as many boxes that would apply. And then it would help you narrow down that research. Method three, it says use manuscriptwishlist.com to find hashtag MSWL tweets. So that's kind of what MSWishlist.com is already doing for you. Here it says after finding agents and manuscriptwishlist.com, click to open their full profile on each page and you'll see a button that looks like this. And it has a, back, a button that looks like a red Twitter bird with a green background card that says see my latest hashtag MSL tweets. Now, if I knew an agent, what I wanted to find already. So let's think of someone that's already been on the show. Let's look at Stephanie Winter. If I say I didn't know how to navigate manuscript wishlist site as well as I wanted to. I might just type in to Google Stephanie Winter manuscript wishlist. And that might take me right to her page. Let's go ahead and look at that. And there she is. We see Stephanie Winter. The main thing that you always have to be thinking about regardless of what site you're looking at is, are they up to date? Because you always want to be making sure that Publishers Marketplace is it up to date. Manuscript Wishlist is it up to date. You just do the best you can do, right? Like when you look at the acknowledgement section, are they still with that agent? That's why you would probably use the book. And obviously that agent has liked that author, even if they aren't representing them anymore because they have represented their books in the past. So just kind of be thinking about that. Stephanie has said hello and given a quick explanation of who she is. Then she has listed her fiction in nonfiction. So this is something you might find like in my show notes for Lit Match. Okay. There's adult fiction that she talks about. There's adult nonfiction. She goes into more subcategory stuff. There's an area that says, I liked the next and explains the types of books that you'd like to see the next of. That's a comp for you. Definitely use that in a query letter. Favorite books she talks about. She lists authors and books, favorite TVs and films, things that she's interested in. She has her submission guidelines. She has graphic novels from YA and MG. And then look at that. You can see there's that button. See my latest hashtag MSWL tweets. Okay. So it's all about helping you narrow down the research process to help you find the best literary agent for you. But hopefully by having an idea of at least these three strategic tips that you can try first, you can start to think about the big questions as well as the essential questions that you need to be asking yourself on whether or not this literary agent that you want to query is the ideal literary agent for you. Let's sum up a little bit of what we talked about. So we've talked about the three strategic ways. Those are Publishers Marketplace, looking at the acknowledgement section, and then looking at these three big websites that can help you, prairietracker.net, MSWishlist.com and ManuscriptWishlist.com to help narrow the search by looking at genre, by looking at Manuscript Wishlist. Regardless, I really think it's important that you go beyond genre. I think that that is a fantastic way for you to start. You should not be querying that are agents if they do not represent your genre. You're wasting your time if you're doing that. But it needs to be more than just I queried this literary agent because they represented my genre. Although that might be a great way to start building your list, grab the ones who represent your genre, but then go deeper into the research process. Go look at their platforms. Go look at the agencies. Go look at the book titles that they've represented. Maybe those are going to be great comps for you. Look at them and start to decide and envision, is this going to be the person that can help me build my career? Is this going to be the agent that can be the best business partner to move me forward and to not help me just edit, sell, and publish this book, but my future books as well. And of course, all of this will come down to that coveted call of when an agent offers representation 
you need to be ready to ask the questions that you have every right to ask to see if they are the best fit for you as a business partner in this career as a writer. Please, please, please don't cut yourself short by thinking that you have to sign with an agent just because they say yes, although it only takes one yes. You should only go forward if you believe that you share the same vision for your career. And the other thing is don't give up on yourself. Yes, absolutely. I would be lying to you if I didn't say that this industry is not competitive. It is extremely competitive. It is really hard to get traditionally published. But I really do believe that the only reason you won't publish your book traditionally, if you want to, is if you give up on your writing and if you give up on your books, you might sign with an agent with a certain book that doesn't sell and you shelve that book and then you write a different book and that one sells. It's about writing as much as you can and throwing your stories out there. And one day one will stick if you keep pushing. Okay, if you persevere, if you develop that sense of resiliency, you will find that partner. And I genuinely can't wait to hear when you do sign with that literary agent. There you have it. Three strategic ways to research literary agents. I hope this episode gave you some ideas and tips and examples to help you start your research process. If you're still feeling stuck or lost. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to help you. You can email me at abigailkperry at gmail.com. I also wanted to take a quick second to just really say thank you for listening to Lint Match. And especially if you've rated or written a review for the show, it means so much to me. Ratings and reviews are really the way to signal to iTunes that this podcast matters. I wanted to share a quick one from Susan that really made my day. Susan said she gave it five stars. Thank you, Susan. And she said, I've binged on all the episodes so far, having begun editing the first draft of my women's fiction novel. Abigail's information on first chapters and scene analysis is timely and helpful. And her literary agent interviews are enlightening and making the query process feel less intimidating. I wish I could remember who to thank for leading me here. Thank you so much, Susan. I really loved that review. It just meant so much for taking the time to write that for me and to spread the word. Finally, I want to say how grateful I am for everyone who has reached out to me about Lint Match, either with suggestions or a special note. These are equally meaningful to me. And I just want you to know that I do really look forward to emails from you in my inbox. I really believe that the work that you writers are doing is meaningful. Books are such a source of light in the world. And if you're writing, if you're editing, if you're representing one, if you are involved in the publishing process of bringing these stories to life and getting these stories into the hands of readers, don't give up on your writing and publishing career. Please don't give up. The work that you're doing is an amazing gift. And I can't wait to celebrate you and your stories when they come out. I will see you next week on Let Match. I'm going to move into some episodes while we're in this brief pause of booking more people for the podcast about quick query tips to help you build the best query package that you can. So get going with your research and have fun. <laughs>